we weren't running around like crazy because this is a half hour. Oh, I didn't even turn the sound down on the music. It's probably very loud. My goodness. Hi. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Story it's Reckless. Wild how much a difference a oh, half yeah. hour makes. Oh, yeah. yeah, it really is. Just throws the whole day off. Um, yeah, I'm all like not framed right either. I just looked. Anyways, thank you, Weezy's Reezy's. Yes, happy anniversary. Yay, we've been doing this for a year. I can't, we were just saying, we can't believe it. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it doesn't feel like a year to me. I don't know about either of you. Hasn't felt like it's been a year, but yeah. Nah. I mean, we're in the nether realm where time doesn't exist. I mean, yes. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I'm starting to mean something again, I think. A little bit. A little but when bit. we started this, definitely not. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, we're Story Reckless. It's our year anniversary, hence the chaos that's happening right now. Um, if you are new, welcome. Um, what a wild time to join. Uh, I really, yeah. I am Nathan. I am the DM for this evening for these stories, and I use he, him pronouns. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to the players so they can do their intros. My name's Claire. My pronouns are they, them, and I am still a year later playing Kadam. That's a brave cleric. And my name is Olive. I use she and they pronouns, and I am playing Imsh, half, orc, question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm, yeah, what yeah. What we don't know. Oh. Who knows? Oh yeah, because we we don't actually say on the little thing. So yeah. Um, yes. Well, with that, uh, let's do a, a little quick recap here as we jump in. And um, yeah, we're going to be going long tonight. We're going to be going till ten. Um, so if you stick around, yay! Um, but you can always watch later. You know, when the video becomes a vod. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into this, shall we? Um, oh my goodness, I need to get my bearings. <laughs> We're in Baldur's Gate. I know, I know. Sorry, I was <laughs> laughing because there was, in the music, I looked up like that and there was this, like, creaking metal, like, <laughs> did not plan that. So, last time here on Story Reckless, Kadam was in Candlekeep with Lovelace, uh, the centaur barbarian that we've all come to know and love. But Lovelace was having visions of a sort, was seeing trails uh, within the earth itself, pulsing light leading off to the east, similar to some of the visions that she's had in her past. And she felt a strong urge to follow that path and travel east into the woods of Sharp Teeth to potentially find answers. Kadam and Lovelace decided to part ways, at least for now, we'll see. And Kadam headed north, back home to Baldur's Gate. On Kadam's journey north, they encountered the uh, consequences of the Knoll incursion that is currently ravaging the countryside outside of Baldur's Gate. Burned fields, uh, ransacked farmsteads and hamlets, and about a night before arriving in Baldur's Gate, Kadam saw something far to the east, 
In fact, most people in your camp did. A bright flash of light. And as Kadam stared at it, they were gifted or uh, maybe unwarranted uh, gifts, one that Kadam wasn't looking for, but a vision of the city of El Torel floating high above it, seeing the companion, the, the floating glowing sphere of light, an artificial sun that rests above the city of El Torel. It grew in brightness and then winked out, becoming dark as the city began to rumble and shake, and Kadam was shaken from their vision quite literally as the earth beneath their feet shook as well. There was a bit of panic in the camp, and Kadam was left wondering. to that? Yeah, could definitely contributed to that. And was left wondering what exactly happened to the, to the east by El Turel. I'm sure you have ideas. Uh... But you headed uh, the following day. You managed to get back into Baldur's Gate where you discovered that your home has been dealing not only with this Nola incursion, but the Dead Three, the cultists of the Dead Three. Uh, their activity has increased over the past month that you've been gone. Um, people are afraid and frightened. They're also afraid and frightened of the guild that is cracking down on the crews. Anyone associated with crews is dealing with their storefronts being harassed, boycotted, uh, rent going up by the kingpins that control the various neighborhoods throughout Baldur's Gate. And on top of all that, the Flaming Fist is uh, drawn thin as most of their forces are out dealing with the gnolls. And uh, the city is on teetering on, uh, on chaos as all of these forces are acting within you, Kadam, went back to Box of Screws, your sister. And who did you find there? You found uh, potentially a new friend. Someone who goes by a Ibsh. old friend. Who you recognized. We'll find out your relationship as we go into the story, but but you we'll, recognize we'll, them. We'll feel it out. Yeah. Needless to say, this friend of yours, Imsh, was in trouble with the guild or someone they knew was in trouble with the guild and they were trying to make things right. So they came to box the scru- screws to make things right. And uh, as you entered, you were just finishing up your conversation, Imsh, with box of screws as she had you both sit down and presented you with a job, a simple job to make all of these problems go away. Your personal problems, that is, with the guild. Simply plant this book swap it with one inside of the library of uh, the kingpin of the steeps known as Glitterbeard. So with that, let us jump into this scene. I know that was a long intro, but there's a lot going on. Yes, there is. So let's jump into this. So as you both are sitting there in front of Box of Screws, she just finished finishing her conversation about uh, sorry, her proposition of this job. If you do this for me, Imshak can work something out and uh, help your partner get out of trouble. And Kadam, I know I've said this before, but the last job you did this for is- me went went wrong. 
that was not the outcome I was looking for. And Quite this the contrary. Re- I did everything you asked. <sighs> yes, I should have been more explicit. I did not think you were going to go out and compromise the whole operation by telling everybody about it. I find that real interesting myself that you told Manfred not to tell anyone, but didn't tell me or Lovelace that at all. We all make mistakes. I'm glad you're able to admit that. Anyways, as I was saying, this kingpin, known as Glitterbeard, he is the kingpin of the Steeps neighborhood. And I suspect that he is in league with the Cult of the Dead Three. And uh, why do you think that exactly? The guild carts that have been targeted uh, with our coin, they get taken to the counting house. They've been struck by cultists. And this Glitterbeard, he is the owner of the counting house. I suspect he's using this as a cover to uh, make a bit more on the side than he should be. Seems like a really convoluted way to seal your coin if you're going to give him the coin. Yes, I suppose so. But if I could just gather a bit more evidence, then we could uh, put this to bed, put it to rest. What indications do you have that he might be doing this and what has been his response to this happening well he's been real upset uh understandably so with these carts being robbed but i have folks who have been keeping an eye on his place and there have been uh Individuals have been showing up at odd hours, unannounced, uh, that he has not brought up with Nine Fingers Keen or any of the other of us. Uh, And we uh, suspect that he may be coordinating with these cultists. Now, forgive me if this is forward but that sounds a lot like stuff that you do. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, sure. Well, there may be somebody looking in on me as well. It's just how it goes. I see. And how many other kingpins are currently uh, investigating Glitterbeard for themselves? Do you know? I don't. I don't want to bring this higher up if there's nothing to be worried about and I can't send my own folks in because that would uh, draw a bit more attention on me than I'd like and uh, two of you are currently assets that could be used and uh, if things were to go south there's a good amount of plausible deniability there sure I'm sure folks have seen you, Kadam, come in and out of here a few times, but uh, I'm sure we could work around uh, a story or two as to oh, why I'm that just is. 
real fan of romance novels. Oh, I know. You haven't told us why you think Glitterbeard in particular. Well, there's the individuals showing up to his place that are not uh, in the record as being guild assets. Uh, they are clearly trying to hide their identity when they do show up. Wearing cloaks, all the usual. Um... And, uh, he's a greedy bastard. To be honest. I think he, uh, is trying to make... You know, take advantage of this chaos that's going on and has partnered up with this cult here to bring in extra profit for himself. Are you going to do the job or not? This story that you're giving me, I don't think it holds together at all. Honestly, I don't really care. I don't want to get involved in this business of yours. Oh, I just need your guarantee that me and mine, after this is done, will see no more interference from you or yours. Yeah, most certainly. Uh, we can put it in writing if you like. Inside check. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, that's terrible. Fourteen! Uh, Fourteen, <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah? And... What exactly am I supposed to do with a piece of paper after your enforcers start coming back around? Go to the flaming fist? No. Paddle on you? No. Show it show it to them. That would do much. Show it to the enforcers and they'll know. And if they're there on your order again? Oh well they won't be on my order. Hmm. I only got your word for that. But you do got me over a barrel right now, so I don't have much choice, I think. Imps, just so you know, this is my second last job. Just Not do surprised. the job right and it uh, will all clear up. Hmm. I still say you're breaking the or end the bargain boxes, Grooves. I did nothing you did not tell me to do. We'll have a separate conversation, Kadam, if you don't mind. I'm glad to hear it. Kadam, are you in on this job, or shall we think of something else? I'll look over at Impsh. Can, can, can I get a beat on him? How's he... Imps How's he looking? Ah... Yeah, that's a great question. Imsh thinks that this is all a den of snakes. Um, but obviously there's something there's a reason that he's here. Um, so I think he's like 
just kind of taking it in stride. Saying, okay, this is dirty. But it's a job. Turn back to box of screws. All right. But I just want you to know I've lost a fair bit of trust over this. draft something up this time around, Kadam, for you as well. Make sure everything is on paper and explicitly clear. If that'll make you feel better, that's just fine. <laughs> I don't need nothing. If uh, your people don't get the message, they're going to be coming back to you in body bags. Do you have any other questions on this job? I have some more information for you that may aid you. Yeah, where is this place? <laughs> Very good question. Glitterbeard's Manor is located within the steeps, not too far from the counting house, just up the way. Uh... His estate is a bit of a small fortress, to be honest, the way it's constructed. Uh, I have a bit of inside information. He's had a couple kingpins over for dinner here and there, but I don't have the full layout of the building. I can give you this map here just to give you an idea of what you're working with. And she grabs, uh, pulls out this hand-drawn map of what is available. And I will give this to you. The building itself is a very squat, square structure. The windows on the lower floor are very thin slats. Nearly arrow, arrow slits, uh, if I were to be honest about it. I believe they are able to be open, though. Uh, but you'd have to be quite small to squeeze through there. The second floor has much larger windows that could be accessed. Those do open, I know. Uh, I do not have a layout of the second floor here, as I don't know entirely what's up there. There are two main entrances into the building. There is... The uh, servant's entrance at the back and the main entrance towards the front through the foyer. Alright. Is there a back gate? There. Ah, oh, yes, I see. I just needed to look at a slightly different place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are uh, 12 foot stone walls that uh, enclose the main structure and wrought iron gates that uh, are at the front and back. The guards, uh, I believe that Glitterbeard does have a contingent of guards on staff. They rotate out every eight hours, uh, and they tend to post up on those corners there to try to get the most coverage of the building. All right. 
Now, uh, I'd recommend if you do break into this place, probably do it during one of those uh, changes of shift. I'm not entirely sure where his uh, personal library is. I'm pretty confident it's on the second floor. And there is that spiral staircase in the center of the building. There is a lower level. I'm not sure what's down there. But that staircase does go down to that lower level. Alright. Do you happen to know if he's hiring right now? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, uh, and uh, our audience can't see the map. Ah, uh, yes. I realize I wasn't on the... Sorry. I'm clicking all the damn buttons here. And I'm talking like box of screws. There we go. Um, I can't scroll around though, so you can't see. I guess I can kind of do that. There you go, audience. Uh, I do not know if he is hiring at the moment. I suspect not, as there are, based on my scout's information, the guards are on post 24-7, those three eight-hour shifts. No one seems to be missing. He does have also some live-in staff. I believe three individuals. I'm not sure what their roles are. I suspect cleaning staff of some kind. And, uh... Cooks. Uh, partners? Children? <laughs> Parents. Does not have partner. Does not have children that I know of. I don't know of his uh, parents. If he does have any, they're not within Baldur's Gate. Uh, there should be a cook. I believe there is a kitchen at the back of the uh, establishment. I do remember seeing uh, folks coming through that door there to the left of the dining room when they were serving us food. Right. And it was fresh, so most certainly a kitchen back there. I would, uh, another piece of uh, pertinent information, uh, Glitterbeard tends to leave the premise uh, before the sun comes up to get to work at the counting house, and he's there all day, arriving, arriving back home late in the evening. All right. Um, any dogs uh, or or pigs that, or geese that might be watching the premises, be alarmed, any kind, something like that? He, uh, I believe he does have one dog. I've never seen it, but again, my scouts have reported uh, hearing a bark or two and the time they've been keeping an eye on this place. All right. You mentioned uh, making it look like a robbery. Any uh, particular items of value, value you might recommend? Oh, well, there's quite a lot of items of value within there. Um, and to be clear, if you can get it out without even being seen, 
or noticed. Like I said, all you have to do is swap that book. That's the ideal. If you're made or you make a mess of some kind, please do make it look like a robbery. There's some nice dining wear in this dining room. There's definitely some uh, pieces of art within the parlor that I noticed. Uh, I never did make it into the gallery. He droned on about it, but I never decided to go in there. Uh, gallery, not galley. Gallery. All right. So I do suspect there's some fine art within there of some kind. What about magical defenses? Hmm. Good question. I'm sorry, but I don't have the answer to it. I don't know. But there are plenty of rumors about uh, the counting house itself having constructs within that guard some of the deeper vaults. There may be a chance that he's taken some of that defense to his own home. All right. Um. Oh, uh, what does this man look like? <laughs> Good question. Well, uh, contrary to the name, he uh, dresses in a lot of blacks and grays, very businesslike. His beard itself has a lot of rings throughout it, but they are, uh, I believe they're made of some kind of brushed iron or steel. Um, there are some accents of l shinier alloy throughout. Couldn't tell you what they were. Um, dwarven. Um, got a receding hairline and uh, some really thick sideburns that go down into his, his beard, which comes down to about the belly. All right. Imch, any questions? Any more? I think I've heard all I need to. Well, thank you both. One more question. Yes. I'll go for Imch and then back at her. I don't think we're the sneakiest people around. I know. <laughs> but I know you're very creative and resourceful. I, I can provide a bit of assistance here. Maybe you could uh, get something for this. So she takes, she, takes the, <laughs> she takes the book, sets it down, and smiles. No, no. I'm not sending any of my folks with you. Uh, sets the, the book down for you. Here's the book for you. And it, again, it's this kind of gold, like golden clockwork book. Like there's all these little intricate gears and clockwork pieces on this large, massive book. And it has a latch with a lock on it. Um, she sets that down. She reaches down, pulls open the drawer. You hear some kind of clinking. Pulls out two coin bags, sets them down, one in front of each of you. Now, this is just for the job. It's 
350 gold for each of you. If you head over to Sorcerer's Sundries, let Rivlin know that Box of Screws sent you. You might be able to get a little bit of a, a deal from him. Honestly. With all that, any other questions before I send you on your way? Imps just stands up, nods, and then I guess turns to Kidam. Mm -hmm. Is Kidam like looking like they're gonna move out, or I have like more to say to box of screws? I'm looking torn between the two. Imps, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I will be speaking with Kidam here. Uh, I suppose if you don't mind waiting upstairs course. Uh, Diesel makes alright coffee if you like it strong. Nods. Walks out. As you walk up the stairs and out the secret door to where Disa is um, out at the front, she greets you and starts talking your ear off. But Kadam, you are left below with box of screws. Doing okay? No. No, Cortea, I am not. <sighs> yeah, Mumford told me about what happened in uh, the mine. It's a little more than I bargained for. They were people, Cortea. <sighs> I understand. But they weren't people no more. Well, do we know that? I don't. And I, I, I don't. I don't know exactly what the the veil is thin there means exactly, but we didn't close anything off really. We didn't put up any barriers that are gonna last. Well, if things that, go wrong there, they're going to go real wrong. Now that I have all the information, I do have ways of bringing people on board that can help with this. You got magic people that powerful. It's remarkable what coin can bring you. I am very frustrated with you for doing what you did. I know. There's more going on here, Kadam, than you realize. And that mine was part of a bigger piece of a puzzle that you cannot see. Cortea, the only reason I cannot see that larger puzzle is because you won't show it to me. How can I trust you? Especially after that. I I didn't tell you not to go around doing that because I didn't think you would 
do that. That that was directly against my aims, my goals. I didn't feel like I had to tell my sibling that. <sighs> Despite all of that, I managed to work a deal out with Renwin. He's going to be going back and getting the operation up and running. He'll be taking a boat with some of my associates back to his home, get his affairs in order, and then head up into the mountains to get the operation going. Assuming that some other Yahoo hasn't shown up there. <sighs> but likely whoever's there my associates can deal with. Cortea, this is going to sound real weird. I know. But I feel responsible for whatever happens in Vermillion. I I was being called there. I'd seen that place before you ever told us about it. What do you mean? I've been having visions, if you want to call them that, of The, the evergreens there and creeping shadows and whispering voices and when we got there I realized my gods I've been here before <laughs> the reason I went into that mine was because I needed to complete some sort of cycle that had been stuck. And I'm afraid of it happening again and again and again, as long as people are there, as long as people are messing in those mountains. I'm assuming you won't trust me to handle it then because of these visions if people start disappearing or there is some some accident or disaster there I would like to know about it I don't know if you'll be faster than my visions or not but I would like to hear from you. I can do that. If you... If you do this job for me... And please don't screw it up. Please don't go against me on this. 
see that Lovelace isn't here and it seems that maybe she was... <sighs> Anyways. Go on. You can say it. Bit of an instigator. Yeah. Yeah, she was. I can't tell you everything. This job is really, really important to me. The cult right now is not only disrupting all of our operations within the guild, but it there are people dying I know. and disappearing. I know. If you do this for me and we can build some trust again, I can let you in a little bit more. There's something I really want to show you. But I can't right now. Not after... Not after that. Well, I am no fan of the Dead Three myself. They have almost killed me multiple times. Indeed. Can I ask you a question I know you won't want to answer? I'm waiting. Did you choose this for yourself? The guild? Most certainly. No. No, I know that. What we talked about last time we were alone. Did you choose it? Everything I do is a choice. That's not what I mean. That ain't what I mean at all. Yes, Kidam. I did choose this. I chose everything about this life. I've been very careful to build it just the way I want it. And I know that I can get to a point. I can see it. help all of us alright alright and I will stand up and head back upstairs one more thing yes down, pulls out a small coin purse. Can you bring this to the folks? You don't have to tell them where it came from. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can. Well, like that. Uh, oh, and the book, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead, another 50 gold for that coin purse. All right. Is it reasonable denominations? Like, it ain't like five platinum or, or 50 gold. It, no, is it's, it like... it's, yeah, it's mixed, All right. mixed coinage. Yeah. Um, I suppose, uh, uh, Nathan, question. Mm-hmm. Well, I have never said your name in that voice before. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nathan. I'm here. Um, uh, the book. Yeah. Does it look like it would fit in the bag the size that the bag appears to be? Oh, the bag of, um, y- y- yes, yes. Yeah. You could, All right. you could fit it in there. All right, I will. I will put it in there then. Okay. It goes and in. Head upstairs. Okay. All right, you head upstairs and um, Imsh. You've. Oh, I guess what is your response been to Disa, Imsh? Are you talking with Disa? Are you just trying to get away? Are I think you... what we are seeing yeah. is an exercise in weathering the slings and arrows. Okay. Uh, that the world. So, like, Imsh is politely holding a cup of coffee, sitting in a chair, taking deep breaths, as Disa is just like, I don't know, like a yapping away. Okay. Um, so, as, around. as you come up, Kadam and see this, um, and Disa is, is like up on her tall stool behind the counter, just kind of leaning towards Imsh, who has this cup of coffee. Um, yeah, dear, so I've been reading this book and it just has been teaching me all sorts of tips for for uh, taking care of yourself, you know, physically and, and the way that you look. And I, I, you know, I think you could, you, you look great. I really got to say like your whole, your whole tone and, and uh, everything. And, oh, Kadam, hello. Adisa. Hello, I... Um. Did you need any more coffee before you all leave? I'm I'm good on coffee. Uh, did Manfred come up this way? I I haven't seen Manfred. No. All right. Uh, have you seen a a, a dark-haired human gentleman, rather muscular? I I don't believe I don't believe so. No. All right. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, you, you two have a, a lovely day. You too, Jisa. Kidam, or not Kidam, Imsh puts down the cup of coffee, undrunk, stands up. Shall we? Yeah, let's uh, discuss strategy, shall we? No. Walk on out. It's a little awkward. It's a little awkward. Very conscious of the space in between us, walking with that kind of like, okay, I've chosen the exact precise like distance put between us to be like respectful, but not like I'm avoiding you. Uh-huh. But it's calculated. <laughs> I think I pick up on that. Okay. And I respect that and help maintain it are you both walking quietly like no conversation as you're walking to wherever you're going 
nothing for the first block or two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's real awkward. I guess that's another good question. Where are you going? Bells if I know. I'm following Kidam. <laughs> okay, we're walking around Eastway. Okay. <laughs> I'm probably heading deeper into East- Eastway, more towards um, the Basilisk Gate, but not like necessarily heading home. Okay. Okay. So you, you're kind of meandering through Eastway towards the Basilisk Gate. Um, the the sun is getting low in the sky. There is um, a decent amount of mugginess and heat in the air from the, the summer sun above you. Um, but yeah, feel free, whatever y'all want to do, whatever you want to talk about. As you awkwardly walk through Eastway. Yes, get on. Do you want to get a, get a drink or something and talk about things? Yeah. Alright. I will go to the first tavern in Bar I see. Um, <laughs> okay. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, hold up. I totally... I actually do have something. Coffee shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubble yeah. tea place? Yeah, I think, I think you know that... <laughs> like prefers coffee shops like strongly to like bars unless they're like fancy underground breweries um i mean there's there's joplin's <laughs> that is a I tea house there it is a tea I do house like the sound of tea let's let's go let's Are do it let's do real this complicated for ourselves all right <laughs> okay so you want to go to joplin's okay uh all right. Oh no. Let me. All right. So you you turn around and head back towards where you came from, uh, towards the water. Um, I mean, probably it would be. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You you do yeah. a loop. Yeah. Kind of a loop yeah. sort of thing. Um, but as you approach, you can see this tea house that is. Uh, kind of, it's, you know, it's very close to the crack spine, so in a similar way, it's, like, sandwiched between all these buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like, the construction of it looks like it could have been a tavern at one point, but it is now has this, like, strong veneer of sophistication, like, over it, um, in the way that it is painted and the, like, design elements that are placed on it. It's almost verging on, like, a victorian house with all of the little details and the color um but you can see the the door and uh there are you know numerous people um there's like a little tiny porch out front there's like uh, two tables where one of them is empty and the other one there's like a couple people sitting there enjoying their tea and then inside there's a bunch more um but yeah uh going inside you find this you know low ceilinged um cozy a tea house with numerous individuals having their tea. Um, you... Go up to the counter? Yeah, you see that... Um, yeah, at the counter, you, you see that there is a half-elf... Um, a half-elf man behind the counter... Um, wearing, uh, like, purple, uh, top with, um, 
like lots of gold accents throughout. Uh, he has a long ponytail that goes down to like mid back. Um, hands are just kind of neatly clasped like this in front of him as he's surveying the place and then sees you approach and looks up, looks at you as you walk up to the counter. Why, hello there. Welcome to Joplin's. I've never seen the two of you before. I am Joplin, the owner of this establishment. Uh, could I interest you in some tea? We also have uh, some baked goods as well, if you would like that. Thank you. Um, Imsh. Yeah, I'll, uh, oh. I'll take a jasmine and uh, one of them one of them little crusty ones pointing at one of the pastries. Yes, I'll get that for you right away. And and for you? Uh, same, actually. Very well. Two. Uh, and he kind of bumbles about and gets the things together. And um, that will be one silver each, please. I'll, I'll get it. And I'll hand over a silver. Two silver. Thank you. And five copper. Thank you. Slides it over to the side. I suddenly realize I've written down no currency for Imsh. Oh, it's okay. Um, I don't think I'm I have. It. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk later. I don't think I. I mean, technically, you have 350 gold right now. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. You have your tea and your cookies. Um. You can sit inside or out. Whatever you like. A quiet table. Uh not near other people mm -hmm. if we can there so there there appears to be this is like a three-story establishment there are other areas upstairs um the bottom is pretty busy so making your way up the stairs um you see there are more tables and going up to the third floor um with these kind of large windows out at the front that look out over the harbor um you see there's maybe there's there's one other individual um, who's sitting at a table who uh, has their back to you. They're they're like very drooped and they're just enjoying their tea on their own. Um, and there's, yeah. a, there's a table over by the window there that's unoccupied. Yeah, I'll take a table as far away from them as I can. Okay. Yeah. Sit down. You can probably read that Imsh's wondering what the hell you've been up to and how you got into all of this and why you seem to be so deep into the guild. What is not asking? Just tiny little teacup, big old half-orc, <laughs> furry, furry man. You probably have a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She and I have known each other for quite a while. Uh. Things have not always been this complicated. Uh. I ain't. I ain't an official member. I don't like how you just said official. 
Well, she's awful persuasive. Um, useful. And it sounds like Virgil is too. I know useful as much as uh, I mean, you know, you know Virgil. A little bit. A little bit. He just wants to do what's right. Doesn't always uh look in every corner. Maybe he should. Sounds like another person I know. I'm not gonna ask Kidan how you got into this. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I'm doing the best I can. Trying to take care of a fair few other people, too. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. How's that working out? Uh, Managing, I think. Well, let's maybe talk about how we're going to do this, huh? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah let's do that um i ain't never done this before have you actually yeah a couple times it's really? been interesting since uh i don't know we last saw each other yeah i imagine so um so, so you have an idea of how one goes about this? Well, I've never done it with another person before. It'll be my first. Alright. Um, but you know what I can do. I do, I do. Um, I've uh, gotten a few tricks up my sleeve in the past year. Have you now? Yeah, not, not quite your tap, but something. Well, where I would do this if I was doing it alone. Just, you know, change. Sneak in some, uh, some dusk, perhaps. Or maybe early morning after this glitter beard has left, mm. but before it's gotten light out. Uh, sneak in. Uh, swap out the books sneak out a couple of you know enhancements alright yeah I mean that that sounds simple when you put it like that don't gotta be complicated the simple things really I think work best alright uh, she mentioned going to Sorcerer Sundries for some fancy stuff. I'll let the guild buy me a couple new toys. Yeah, alright, alright, I can do that. So, rough outlines. 
Let's uh go pick up maybe some supplies. Sleep on it. Spend tomorrow I don't know, preparing. Then tomorrow <laughs> night. What time is it right now? Uh, it's about six in the evening. Um. All. All right. I should. I should make some arrangements beforehand. Um. Uh. Uh. I have plans. Uh. Gotta. I guess reshuffle those. Um. I'm kind of trusting you on this. I really don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Well. I can... I'm honestly most useful after things have gone badly. (laughs) Maybe, uh... You just watch my back then? Things go badly? Come in, swoop in? Swoop in, yeah. Sweep me off my feet. No, that's not necessary. Um, but yeah, we can. Uh, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to do this for for you and Virgil. That's you don't deserve any more trouble. Doesn't sound like you're doing this for Virgil. If I wasn't in that room. Have a suspicion that you'd still be doing this in this position. I don't know. My normal partner ain't here right now. She's the one that's been been guiding a lot of this in some ways. I'm feeling a little bit at loose ends. Well, hopefully it'll just go easy. You won't have much to do. Yeah. How's life otherwise? Oh, you know, the bakery's lively as ever. Um, Good. I've sent some people that way. And I think we've been able to help them. We've been doing good work there. Good. Virgil's been trying out some new recipes. Oh, got this operation going mm-hmm. where where look, looks around, just make sure nobody's overhearing. You just see that where. one individual just slumped over their tea. That seems fine. He's a normal thing to be slumped over. Right. Um, uh, we've been uh, selling loaves up in the upper city. Stamped like they were baked there for 10 times their normal price. 20 times sometimes. I it's see. It's how, how Virgil got caught. Ah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. 
You open the book. What? Yes, the wide. The place that I know that is. Yes, the wide. Alright. Well, uh, I'll keep an eye out sometime. Maybe. Maybe splurge once. Well, Virgil special. Yeah. Uh, you hear footsteps coming up the stairs, and you see Joplin coming over to check on that individual, like quietly talking to him. Virgil looks up. Um, Kadam, you see, uh, you see Yolarian High oh School. Oh my gosh. Um, he looks a little gaunt, um, kind of like eyes half masked, just looking up at Joplin, who's speaking with him quietly and gently takes the tea as it just kind of leaves his hand and um, says something, and then he, he scurries off back downstairs as Eulerian just... just kind of sits there staring off. Tom, you're getting some bad vibes. Yeah, I've, uh, I've met him before. We're not here. I I, I tuck my bag like in, in <laughs> <Yeah>. my lap. <laughs> out of his line of sight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's not even paying attention to either of you. I don't know. He, I, I met him months months ago uh, in uh, Candlekeep. I've been to Candlekeep. Actually, that's some that's something new. Twice. I'm leaving the city. I now know. That's the most surprising thing I've heard all day. I know. You'd never think, but uh, I would not. Yeah. I, I don't. No, if you heard about the spate of murders that was happening a few months back in the yeah, that was awful business. Yeah, um, I managed to get down to Candlekeep to see if I couldn't figure out what was going on, uh, do some research there. Uh, did figure out what was going on actually, and uh, met him among other people while I was there. heard that you'd been involved but I was I was at a retreat um, and we got bits and stories I didn't know what to believe when I heard back when I heard yeah. about it after I got back it was a real mess uh, the, the dead three were involved turns out it weren't just regular murders but and frankly actually the Two people mainly responsible went free. That ain't good. But it's normal. But it ain't right. Hmm. Anyway. Would the two of you like anything else? As he kind of quietly came up next to both of you. I'm just checking in to make so sure. So glad I didn't see if you... 
say, or episode that I didn't say, if you come across a creepy half <laughs> Um Yeah, he's he's standing there with his like soft, um, his like soft toed uh, shoes on, just standing next to you. You didn't notice him walk up. Uh, would would you, either of you like some more tea or, or perhaps another biscuit? I'm doing all right, thank you. Of course. And what about you, big fellow? Just holds up a hand. Very well. Well, just let me know if you need anything. I'll be downstairs. I would like to turn to... I'm sure this place has, like, decorative succulents or something. Uh Like, some kind of ornamental plant. Uh I'm going to cast Speak with Plants. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, you turn and on the windowsill there's uh, what would it be? Yeah, I think it is like a little succulent. Um, there's like a little collection of succulents on the windowsill there. Uh, okay, you, what does it look like when you cast Speak with Plants? What does it look like? What is it's one action <clears throat> just verbal and somatic so I think She's like, take a deep breath, let it out. Feel life around you. Hey there. And just like whispers, like ASMR style, like uh-huh. into the succulent. Okay. Um, I'll close. <laughs> <laughs> There's just this little green succulent with little kind of red accents at the top. You know, the, the, that's kind of like almost pine cone-like structure. It's just sitting there. You don't hear anything, Kadam. But Imsh, as you lean in, you hear... I'm still listening! (laughs) Imsh, you you hear... Hey. Hello there. Hi. How long has that individual over there been basking in the aura of this place. A couple days. Maybe more. Saw him there like five suns ago. Up and downs. You know, days. Does he leave? Mm, Yeah. Like, you know, when the place closes. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of here all the time on this window, so... I don't know where he goes. Maybe he just goes down one more of these areas. And that's where he goes forever. Object permanence is kind of difficult for plants. I think he might just disappear and then reappear. Um, can I talk to the tea? No. I view plants within 30 feet of it's the tea. It's dead. The tea is dead. <laughs> you can't talk to the tea. Okay. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to mm-hmm. read the leaves. Mm-hmm. Read the leaves. Not everything speaks literally. Some things do speak literally. <laughs> but not everything. Well, thank you, little one. Yeah. Can you move me to the other side? Of course. And my friends, too. Thanks. Thanks, 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 thanks. Yeah, we've been sitting there for a while. The sun isn't as good over there. Thanks. Take care. 
pours, I think, the rest of my, um, now, like, cool tea. Okay. And, like, waters them a little bit. Okay. Yum, 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 yum. (laughs) I couldn't remember that one. (laughs) Well, that's it for a plan. Up a plan? You got more to say? Me? Yes. Yukira. You special oh. soul. Um. What, what, what did it say? That person over there seems to be a big fan of this place. Comes every day, spends all day here. Interesting. All right. Nathan, do I have any idea what's going on? I don't think so. Unless okay. Lovelace brought it up at one point, but I don't... If you don't have it in your notes, I don't think you know anything about Joplin's... Yeah. Okay. I think you can make Inch it- has an inkling okay. about it. Okay. I think Imsh has been in enough, like, rough places that... Maybe you've heard rumors... He can like maybe not not specifically for Joplin's, yeah, but folks uh, like this make actually make um yeah. You don't have nature, do you? As a I don't. skill, you could do sur- you could do survival. I- I'm fine with survival. Um, I always think it's weird that like because like nature is an int skill, but I feel like maybe druids insight. It's kind of like a reading the well, situation and well, like getting the bad vibes. I was gonna go with survival for a very specific, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Go insight. I could see that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Make in- like, make I, an insight I, check. I don't need to know like what's going on exactly, but just like. So, are you specifically like you're looking at Eulerian to try to gauge like what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Make like, an is make this an insight something check. I should be worried about. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16. Okay, so looking at Ilarian, I think that you, with your background, I think you have, like you said, you have an inkling as to what's going on. You've probably um, have encountered this in your time in Baldur's Gate. Um, There is a potent uh, plant, a narcotic, known as Moonflower, um, and these kind of demeanor of Yalarian right now and, and like the way he's acting is very indicative of someone who is under heavy doses of Moonflower. If it's a narcotic, mm-hmm. would I have used it for medicinal purposes previously? Potentially. Is that something that I would have access to? Mm- I mean, it's, uh, it, it would not be legal within Baldur's Gate. This is, um, I think this is, like, equivalent of, like, um, opium, right? Um, so it would not be legal within Baldur's Gate, but maybe, I don't know, would Kadam ever go, um, I could maybe see some, I could see a case where certain individuals can get access to it for, like, especially in medicine, so yeah, yeah I, I think you would you would I mean you would definitely know what Moonflower is. Do you think you would have ever have used it in any of your um, midwifery or 
I mean, in terms of for medical use, yeah, totally. Um, okay. I mean, why don't probably you... not for midwifery specifically because narcotics yeah. don't interact well with yeah. <laughs> continual labor. Um, but yeah, for for other like, things. For other things, sure. Like trauma or something, like like uh, physical trauma or physical something trauma, like that. Yeah. Um, Surgery. Yeah. Why don't you also make an insight check? We'll see if both of you pick up on this. And that's good. Uh, or medicine, actually. Medicine is a, a... Either one. Yeah. 22. Okay, yeah. So, with both of you suddenly feeling the suspicion and you kind of look over at Ularian and study him, you both come to this conclusion of what likely is going on with him. Do with that what you will. To be frank, I kind of pegged him more as a stimulant person, but alright. Um. Do you say that out loud? Yep. Oh, Lovelace. <sighs> Get on, I don't. I'm suddenly feeling responsible. Um, this gentleman was um, mostly just clueless. Uh, Lovelace steered him here. I didn't think anything of it. Who would do that? It weren't kind. Um, here, hold this. I'm going to take off my bag and just kind of thrust it across the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I'll go over to him, to, to Larian. Okay. He's just staring right now at the wall. It's like a little painting of uh, uh, just some like almost verging on um, bio- like uh, scientific drawings of plants, but just like these these little flowers and things on like a simple white background. I'll enter into his field of vision. Ah, Eulerian? Huh. I remember you. <laughs> oh, you do. I didn't expect to see you here. Yeah. But your friend told me about this place, I think, if I remember. Yeah, she did. Well, yeah. you uh, heading back to Waterdeep anytime soon? Um... Yeah, uh, once, yeah, once I get, um, once I can afford it, yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I see. Yeah, I need to get back. Yeah. What, um, what paper are you working on right now? Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm still kind of, it's, I'll get around to it when I get back home. I understand. It can be easier to work when you're home and settled. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what are you, uh... What are you doing here? Just having tea with a friend. Oh. <laughs> well, motion over toward Imsh. Hope you have a good evening, Yolarian. Thanks, you too. Thanks. Uh, I hope you get home safe. Yeah, I will. And I will go back to Imsh. Okay. Well, he recognized me. He's he's somewhat functional, at least. Uh, I might have a, a chat with Joplin and see if I can't. Oh, this is only so much my responsibility. There is so much going on right here. Oh, gods. And so, like, you get on. No. I would like to leave this place. Alright. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, where are you headed next as you work your way down the stairs and pop out onto the street? The sun now very low in the sky. Uh, do you think Sorcerer Sundry would still be open at this time? Also, uh, wouldn't it be real suspicious if we made purchases from there and then such items were used a day later I'm not saying anything <laughs> uh, but yeah Sorcerer Sundries should be open for a little while longer yeah let's head over if we can now get that oh. out of the way alright alright okay uh, so you head over to Sorcerer Sundries, heading up um, north through the streets as you go. Uh, you come upon that large circular building. Um, I believe it's three stories tall with the big dome. Um, and entering within, you can see all the various balconies with the shelves stocked with all kinds of wondrous things. And the shelves lining the, the lower floor here with that circular desk in the middle. Um, and you can see that standing behind there is uh, Rivlin Blackhand, the, I believe he was human? Yep, I will never forget him. Human, <laughs> red-headed, very thin, That's triple right. black right hand. That's right. Okay, I remember Talks now. Talks like he's in a 1930s uh, yes. uh, ra as a radio advertiser. <laughs> yes, and you do see that as uh, he whips around and looks at you. Come in. Ah, there he is. There you are. I remember you. You have a new friend. Hello, I haven't seen you there here before. Uh, I'm Rivlin Blackhand, and uh, you are. Uh, are you gonna say something, friend? Saying or, it to are you, you Imsh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hello. My name's Imsh. Holds out a hand to shake. Slaps your hand, gives you a quick shake. Lovely to meet you. So, what could I do for uh, the two of you here? Uh, have you come to bring me some more genuine holy water? Not today. Uh, 
holy water, Kira. Ah, yeah. yes, this one here brought me some genuine holy water. At least they said it was. <laughs> uh, I believe it was a bottle that could produce water indefinitely. Was that what it was? That's what I was told. Yep, that's right. And I just poured it right out and, uh, you know, there it went. Uh, regardless, um, we're looking for, uh, what are we looking for, Imsh? Uh, things we're going that... camping. <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's see here. What do I got on, uh, stock right now? Uh, let me just joggle noodle. As I try to find the damn thing. There it is. Oh, let's see. And he uh, goes scurrying off into the store and kind of looks around these shelves and like moving things to the side and uh, comes comes back. Ah. This right here. And he holds up this um, little jar with like uh, twine holding it tight. And there's like a wax seal on it. This little ointment here, you uh, ingest it or you rub it right on your flesh and it'll uh, heal you up nice and good. It'll get rid of any kind of diseases you might have and uh, remove any kind of poisonous afflictions that you may be dealing with. If you're interested, this little puppy here will run you 200 gold. Sets down on the counter. Uh, I also have plenty of potions uh, within. I got a potion that allow you to breathe underwater which is great you know if you're going camping you want to go swimming and impress your friends there uh, i also got another potion that'll uh allow you to grow real big or another one lets you get real small that one's uh real fun if you want to do some spelunking or something like that uh and of course they got some scrolls i got all kinds of scrolls within here if you're uh, planning on dying anytime soon i got one of them revivify scrolls if you're interested um any of that sound good to you? Um, I'm interested in that Spelunkin potion. Oh, sure, yeah. This would be a potion of uh, growth with the diminution um, enchantment within its substance. Uh, let me just go fetch that for you. It runs off. Brings it back. Uh, that will run you uh, 150 gold pieces. We also got... Um, I wouldn't recommend staying inside of it, but you could certainly try. I just got this nifty bag here, and he reaches down and pulls out this wonderful bag with this embroidered face on it. This bag here allows you to, uh, well, here, let me show you. And he opens it up and takes those bottles and puts them in, and then shows you, and it's empty within. Oh, Where did be they go? For camping. Uh, Most certainly. I think, and, um, I think we're good in that way and I just kind of bring the bag in front of me again. Everybody's got one of them nowadays. All right, so uh, <laughs> what else we got? You're looking for armor? Oh. If Are you planning on being uh, attacked by anything? Not necessarily. Can't uh, be too careful. If, well, I suppose. We got this nice uh, made of mithril armor. Uh, if that interests you, that'll run you 500 gold pieces, though. Mithril armor. 
I've always thought that discretion is the better part of valor. Do you got anything that might be able to help us avoid a fight out there? Mm. Mm. Not that I can think of right now. I'm losing this guy's voice. <laughs> 1930s, see? Uh, no, nothing I can think of right now. Uh, but we got... Those are the ones I can think of that would be useful for camping. Alright. Um, and if we said that uh, said that we were uh, carrying a box of screws, uh, how much would that potion run us? Um, let, let, uh, I, I would like to go show you my personal, some of my most personal favorite things. Um, that's not here, out here. If you just come along with me, uh, we'll head on. Uh, I, I got some really good stuff for camping. Um, come, <clears throat> come with me back to the back of the store, please. Uh, and he goes walking to the back of the store. You can oh, see we'll a, a door back there. Um, he pops open the door and ushers you in uh, as you find yourself going down a narrow little hallway, a couple doors off to the left and right. Um, and he quickly runs off to the door at the end of the hall and opens it up. And you see this like very messy office. It's just like filled with all sorts of weird knickknacks and like messy papers everywhere. Um, and things wrapped up uh, still in like packaging and in boxes and he ushers you in quickly and closes the door behind you. <laughs> well then, uh, so you're saying uh, you got a box of screws. Well then, I can cut you a nice deal here. Uh, why don't you tell me what you're really looking for and we'll keep it off the books, why don't we? And um, see what, what I can do for you. What's what's uh, what's maybe, your uh, camping trip going to involve here? Maybe it's an urban camping trip. An urban camping trip. All right. Yeah. Well, staycation. I, right. All the I, I, yep. I, uh, I I just came upon something that might help you um, real good. I, I I have this this rope here, um, and he pushes a bunch of stuff aside and <laughs> grabs his package and pulls it down, and you can see the package is. Uh, has the branding of Sorcerer's Sundries on it, um, and it's like nicely gift-wrapped. Um, <laughs> this uh, rope here will um, it, it, it will move on its own. Just, just sets it down. Uh, up! And it goes uh, jumping up into the air. And this this should allow you while camping uh, in in an urban setting. You you should be able to send it right up to where you need to get and tie it off and uh, and up you go if you want to do that. Um, I, I also have a let's see here. Um, it pulls a box out again. This one has the Sorcerer Sundry's branding on it. Uh, it looks really dinged on one side, like it got smashed in. <laughs> um, this. Rod here um, pushes the box onto the ground. Um, this this rod here, it, if I click a button and then he lets go and it just hovers in place, no, nothing can move it. You look real strong there, um, um, Edward. Was it? 
Edward, exactly. Yes. Right. Um, give it a nice, nice, nice push, um, Edward, and and yeah, just pushes on it. it yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. It is immovable. Some would say. Wow. Uh, and and, and and it just is easy. And clicks it and 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 uh, pulls it down just as easy as that. You can you can set it wherever you want, and it'll just stay right there. Ah, trick. How much that run for? Well, uh, that one there will run you 400 gold, um, 280 gold pieces for my special friends. Uh, I, I, I certainly have some other uh, potions and, and whatnot in here. I could probably find something that was out, out in the main area, but, um, I would prefer if we leave any transactions uh, for your camping trip to things in in my in my office, not out there. Certainly. Um, do you happen to have anything that might make us real quiet so we don't disturb anyone or uh, harder to see, you know, in the brush? I might goes rooting around pushing things aside and uh he uh like just pulls this big pile of like crumpled paper and just like throws it off the side and you just see there's like a collection of dusty bottles sitting on the ground itself he kind of starts brushing some aside (laughs) and he holds up a Empty bottle. <laughs> um, I understand this might look empty, but uh, this is a potion of invisibility. Um, it, here, here, hold it. And holds it out to Kadam. You grab it, and you can feel, like, sloshing inside. Did it used to be a potion of endless holy water, perhaps? Ah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Um... That one. Does it smell like anything? Oh, whoa, 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 be careful. Uh, don't, that, that is precious stuff, I know. Sorry. Um, it, does it smell like anything? It, hold on, let me pull up. Um, it, it kind of has, it's a little chemical-y is the best way I could describe it. Um, as you smell it, like burns your nose just a touch. Um, maybe like almost like, like, a, a pure alcohol, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right. That, that, um, that one. Well, that one there is... This guy's voice is, like, slipping and sliding all over tonight. He's scared! <laughs> I think it's because I was I was talking, like, box of screws for so long, it, like, it, like, messed <laughs> with my, my voice. Um, here, I'm gonna try... I'm trying to quickly grab the price for this one. I didn't quite have it ready. Uh, 
Okay. Ooh. <laughs> that one's probably outside your price range. <laughs> hey, I asked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot that that one is. Out of character, that seems like the most useful thing so far. And I feel like us just spending the entire budget on that would be the most interesting. Because then Kidam could come along for the ride. Uh, <laughs> instead of being all jangly outside. It's... It, it's probably still outside your price range. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize this one was so expensive. So as I was saying, with the discount for my friends of uh, box of the uh, it, my friends, um, that that one will run you 3,500 gold pieces. As, as I said, be very careful if you don't mind. If I can just take that bottle back. I don't know why I had it sitting on the floor. Um, gonna set it over there. <laughs> I think it's because, uh, honestly, um, people never, never buy something like that. It's always, it's always a bit too pricey. Um, I understand why. Um, Edward, I am interested in. Uh, this uh, potion of diminution and well the world seems useful also uh, how about that rope the rope as well uh yeah let me so okay for the rod that's 280 gold with the discounted price mm -hmm. the potion with the discounted price will run you 100 gold and the rope is 350 with the discounted price. Right. So that's looking like, what is that? It's like 380 for the rod and the rope, or sorry, rod and the potion, and then the additional 350 for the rope. Yeah, yeah so it's either potion and rope or potion and rod. I could do, I mean, if you were willing to do the rope, I could do both of the others. Really now? Yeah. I think the rope would be, if you're coming along, uh, most helpful. Alright. Wait, no, wait, hold up, hold up. I might have a spell that does that exact thing. <laughs> Which I know because I'm imped and I have been in my body for a long time. For decades at this point. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can make a rope up to 60 feet long do that. We don't need no rope. <laughs> you can make a rope? Well, we have to have a rope. Okay. Like, it could be any old rope. <laughs> I'll take the potion diminution and the rod that doesn't move. Uh, hold on. Rivlin Blackwell. Right. Uh, the immovable rod and the potion of diminution uh that'll run you 380 gold for my friends i will push that over wait and you're using the gold that i have too no i'm using some of my own oh you will so you've just left me with 350 yeah he will scoop it into his into his uh uh into yeah actually he he opens a pocket on his like um his like jacket that he's wearing and just scoops it in and it all goes in and as he p 
pats the pocket closed, it, it doesn't look like the coin is actually in the pocket. It just... And you didn't actually hear it, like, hit anything as it went in. Um, and I'll take that, uh, that first ointment you showed us. I... Oh, right. right, uh, right, right. Uh, that's, let me. That's, that's no, I, I'll, 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 I'll make it work for my friends. Um, let me just uh, go sell it to a customer. I'll be right back. Any? Oh, actually, if you have, mm, don't, don't touch anything. I am a powerful wizard, and I can destroy you. And he goes running out. Um, so you are in the room by yourselves, <laughs> but he's gonna run out quickly and do some things out there. So you have maybe like five minutes. What did I do? Uh, you're throwing money around. That poor man. I feel bad. He unwrapped that one. That rope there. It yeah. looked like it was going to someone. Was there a tag on it? Um, <laughs> or an address? Make, make an investigation check. Uh, I believe investigation. That's a, that's an eight. No, it's the paper's pretty crumpled and ripped. You don't see any names or tags on it. Sorcerer Sundries is in Heapside, yes, mm-hmm. not Eastway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm down to just wait in okay. a room without talking to Kidam okay. for like five minutes, kind of cramped. So you stand in this uh, dusty, chaotic room for five minutes, just waiting awkwardly in silence. It's not awkward, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Okay, not awkward. True. true. Just stand there in silence. We ain't waiting. being awkward, we're just silent. There you no, go. That's true. Silent. That's they true. choose to be this. <laughs> <laughs> And as you stand and the time passes, the door slams open. All right. I was able to sell that to a very eager customer. I got the receipt that proves it. It pulls it out of that same pocket as it just kind of emerges. Let's make this happen. He sets it down on the desk. This one. Uh, Right. For you, big guy, 140 gold, please. It's that right over. Okay. Takes it, and you have... It is... Q-Tom's ointment. Oh, boy. K-E-O-G-H-T-O-M. I don't know how to say that one. Got it. There's a... non-brand named version of it in D&D Beyond. Perfect. perfect. It's a restorative ointment. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. I got a five charges? Are you kidding me? Oh, oh, uh, did you, um, yeah, yeah, well, let's see how many charges it actually has. Hold on. Oh, what is it? 1d4 plus one. 1d4. Go ahead, roll a d4. Okay. Is he selling, like, skimmed off-the-top ointments? A little bit, yeah. So that's three charges. Three charges. Yep. So you get three charges. Well then, is there anything else I can do for the two of you? 
I believe that's everything. Um, thank you so much. Oh, you're so I, welcome. I appreciate it. I, I do. Any any time, uh, any time you need a box of screws, you just come on over and let me know, and I'll show you my private collection. Thanks. You're very welcome. Uh, if we're done here, I would like both of you to leave now. Yeah, I can do that. Walks out. Okay. Walk, yep. walk out of Sorcerer's Sundries out into uh, the sunset of Baldur's Gate as the sun is setting into the sky off to the west. Um, oh, God. Casting all the buildings. I don't know if that would be better than it did last time. Hmm. <laughs> Casting all the buildings into deep, dark shadows. Um, you can see the lanterns starting to turn on throughout the city, but you, uh, the night is yours. Slash, if you want to just jump ahead to whatever point, let me know what you want to do. I want to do the heist. I want to heist. Okay. I, I don't really have anything else to do between now and heist. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I also would like to heist, and I do also want to check in with, I guess, um, Pavu's the closest person to my place. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait a minute, don't Melissa live in Eastway? I don't remember, does she? Let me see. I remember her being in the lower city, kind of. Beside East Bay Brampton, but I don't actually remember. Do I have it written down? That is always the question. <laughs> oh, what? I thought I had like a big thing that I wrote out for the healer's crew. I think so. It might be, uh, you know what? It's probably one of your docs that you wrote that oh. I'm thinking of. Well, regardless, you can go to anyone's anyone's home. Um, sure. Whoever you would like to talk to. Um, uh, are you gonna? So, are you two gonna kind of go your separate ways for the evening and then meet up tomorrow for the heist? Yeah. When when do we want to meet up and where? Um. So we wanna. Do, do we know when the guards change, or did we just know that it was every eight nope. hours? Every eight hours. I I can give you like more specifics, just so because I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like she would have given you a lot of details as much as she could have, but I didn't want to play okay. out that whole conversation. So, yeah. um, the guards. So they, they they are on. Yeah, they're on an eight-hour shifts, and it's essentially it would be like what you would expect for you know. Uh, day shift, um, evening shift, and a swing shift. So whatever that works out to be, typically, what is that? Usually like nine to five, and then five to whatever, eight hours. Yeah, I, one. One, I guess. Yeah, and then you have, uh, I guess that's graveyard. So, yeah. All right. So yeah, so that would be a, a change over at five, change over at one, and a change over at nine. 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 Alright. Wait, is that one AM or PM? AM. Okay, I think that's the one we probably wanna do then. Nine AM? No, one AM. 
want out it is because it is it, that's no, no. the other thing it's it's summertime so yeah. the sun sets now which is like eight o'clock so yeah the only time it'll mm. actually be dark out would be that 1 a.m shift all right that works for me all right yeah show up um with some sort of mask make it so it's not obvious who you are I will do my best. Be ready for sneaking. Maybe not all of those jingle jangles. I can't. I can't leave these behind, Amish. All right. Okay. But yeah, uh, meet at Basilisk Gate. Stony Eyes outside. See you there, Kidam. All right. Okay. Um, so, as you part ways, and Imshi, you go back to your home, uh, wherever you live. I actually don't know where you live. Out with the anarchist gnomes. Oh, yeah. Outer city. That's right. In, in Whitkeep? Do you yeah. live in the Whitkeep hostel? Yeah, okay. I do. Okay. So you have a trek ahead of you as you work your way through the outer city back home. And Kadam... Got a... Don't skip leg day. <laughs> Um, yeah, this ain't definitely. much of a trek for you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, and Kadam, you're going home? Um, I, I'm going to go check in with Melissa specifically because she was the one who was most upset about all this. Okay. I'm probably just going to make her more upset, but I want to be honest with her. Okay. And we don't necessarily need to play it all out, but I I would tell her that I met with Box of Screws and kind of cliff notes on what went down. And that, uh, make a uh, first off. So uh-huh. you go there, you knock on the door. She opens it and sees you there. Ha! She starts to close the door. Uh, I have some some news. So make a persuasion check. I want to see like if she's open to a conversation right now. This, this, that's all right. That's all right. Um, dirty 20. Yeah. She pauses. The doors just open a crack. And then it opens and she lets you in. Um, and yeah, we don't have to do the whole conversation. That's fine. But you give her the rundown on, on what's going on. What, what do you kind of, you're, you're informing her of this, but what is, I guess, cause she would probably ask after you inform her of all this. Why are you telling me this? Because uh, I want I want people to know where I'm going and what I'm doing, uh, and I want I want you to be fully informed as to what's going on, just in case, just in case things. Go haywire, and also, if you want to count this against me when you're trying to decide whether I should stay in the healer's crew or not, I think you should have all the available information. Just a point of order. Did you tell her everything? Like, what the job is? And... Pretty much that we're supposed to... That... 
Box of Screws thinks that Glitterbeard is working with the Dead Three. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that this ideally would uh, stop spreading the influence of the Dead Three quite as three quite as much. And also, I point out it might create a bit of a power vacuum in the steeps, which the crews might be able to step into a little bit. Because if Glitterbeard is actually working with the Dead Three, I doubt. Nine Fingers Keen would want him staying there. Which means there would be some kind of transfer of power and a new kingpin which is unstable in and of itself. You're saying this 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 glitter beard is the one who is in charge of the counting house yeah okay um that man is the head of the money lenders crew within the steeps so really Apparently, there's not just you, Kadam, that's working both sides. Okay, well... uh, I'm so glad I came to you. Anything that will... Anything that will help with, uh, this Dead 3 situation that we're all dealing with is a good thing. So, thank you for letting me know. Absolutely. I'm I'm still mad at you. Sure, of course. I would be too. I will acknowledge that she is your sister. <laughs> and I know that holds a lot of sway. Yeah, it does. Maybe more than it should. My little brother was doing something similar, I probably would Okay, um, I'm sorry, did, did, did you have anything else you wanted to... Uh, if, if you might be willing to speak to the Alchemist's Alliance, uh, I'm wondering if we can't, like, take advantage of a potential power vacuum in the guild. It sounds like someone would need to... There would need to be some sort of collective action. Well, the money lenders tend to be a little bit more hierarchical than us, I guess. Someone needs to step into that power vacuum real quick, like, if he goes down. Well, we'll see what happens. I I feel like sometimes the guild just, 
you know, slap on the wrist kind of thing. Hopefully this guy gets knocked down a peg or at least entirely removed, but who knows? Boxers certainly seem to want something more than a slap on the wrist. I'm sure she does. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm going to tell everyone else. Please do. Okay. Just so we're clear. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go home for the first time in a month. Uh, If you need me, I'll be there. Uh, Yeah. Um, Probably some folks waiting for you. I don't think... um, the gilded lily is very happy with yeah, both you uh, and Lovelace. Rent's increased. Well, I'll see what I can do. Do you need help? I think I'll. I think I'll be okay. But thanks. You're welcome. And I will go home. <laughs> okay. Um, you head on home. Uh, as you approach your home, uh, you do see, uh, one larger, um, this larger individual, just like half asleep, kind of resting on your door. Um, and as you approach, they kind of look up and see you and you can see this, this big pot-bellied man standing there waiting for you who kind of cracks his knuckles as you approach how much? Uh, let's see. Um, what did he say? Uh, hold on. Twelve gold. I will hand over a thirteen. Takes it. And one for you. Pockets one. Holds his hand out. I'll resist the urge to kiss it and give him another gold. Pockets that. And walks away into the night. All right. Actually, no. Before he, he starts to walk away and then goes, Oh, uh, hold on. Your neighbor. Where's she yeah. at? Sorry? Where's she at? I have no idea. I haven't seen her in almost a ten day. Okay. He walks next door and leans against her door. I'll go inside. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Unless you want to do anything else. You both find a rest I am going to prep spells appropriate for a heist (laughs) okay Um, so yeah you both find a rest wake up the following day you have an entire day we don't have to play out the whole day but you do have an entire day to do whatever the hell you want if there's anything we want to like focus in on we can do that Um, I do think I'm going to see here I was thinking that we could maybe do a five-minute break because we're doing this three-hour stream now. Um, okay. I could use just a quick little stretch break and stuff. Um, so if everybody doesn't mind just sitting tight, 
Didn't have a break screen ready for today, unfortunately, so I'm probably just gonna have to go to the opening screen, so please don't go away. <laughs> don't um, leave us. Please don't. Here, um, I will put in chat. Perfect. Um, I think I can work something out quickly, but yeah. But yeah, we'll be, we'll be right back. I just want to do a five-minute break, stretch around, and yeah. Um... Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, can I do the timer? It's a good idea. It's kind of. Let's see. If I do. Do the timer. Do the timer. Oh, this almost worked out so well. But okay. 21. Do it live. You can do it. I believe in you. I think it's working. <laughs> it's working. Okay. Okay. All right, it's at five minutes now. We'll be right back. Bye. <laughs> we'll be right back.
could also be good because the last eight hours and we could just like hang out. Totally. Uh, you can go, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're oh, live. Okay. Um, sorry, we're they're they're doing both of them are doing spell discussion stuff, and I didn't actually want to interrupt because it's important. So welcome back, everybody. They are now prepping for their heist. So go ahead, continue, please. Heist, 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 heist. Um, I'm going to take dispel magic and silence. Cool. I have neither uh, of those. Cool. How are you both feeling? <laughs> I'm so excited to heist. I hope that it's fun. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, if you both are ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. No, but carry on. Um, I don't remember what this song sounds like, but I have a song called Thieves Guild. Let's see what it sounds like. Maybe it'll be completely inappropriate. <laughs> okay. So, it's the following day. You both... Do whatever you do throughout the day. You have an entire day of of leading up to this. Um, do you think there's a point when you get together before the heist occurs and and have these like final discussions? Probably, because uh, Imch does not yet know that I can do any magic. Okay, so there's definitely like so there's a scene. <laughs> there's a scene where the two of you are having this reveal and we don't have to play it out but it's probably some i don't know imch do you like what is your like like i'm just imagining it's that that scene of like there's a series of vignettes of you leading up to the heist as you're planning and then and it's it's all um silent like we don't hear you speaking there's just the 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 soundtrack or whatever i guess but like what is imch's face in discovering that kadam has this divine connection and can draw power from it Honestly, not that surprised. Just like, it's just like, oh, wow. I'm really happy for you, Kidam. That sounds hard. Thank you. I think it's probably good for you. Thank you. Uh... Also really terrible for you. You've always put yourself to the extent of your uh, capabilities. So what a curse to have those increased. I mean, some stuff's gotten so much easier. I haven't had anyone die in months. That makes one of us. And as we fade into the next little bit of montage, we eventually find the two of you. Yes, Imsh? I think the one other important thing is, does Kidam tell Imsh about the crew double... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. 100%. So then another scene we see that reveal of Imsh reacting to Kadam explaining this. Just face palm. (laughs) Okay. And I think that that's the thing where it's like, okay, like we both absolutely do need to both go in. We need more eyes on the ground. This isn't going to be as simple as I was hoping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we make more plans, which are off screen, and we'll figure out what plans we made. Yep. As planned, we do this. Okay, so you are trying to time this for the 1am guard shift. Is that right? I'll take a a nap. 
No. In the afternoon. Yeah. That's. There's another. We fade out and fade up to a shot of Kadav <laughs> laying down and peacefully sleeping. Um, and then we fade up to Baldur's Gate down by the counting house, which is this massive stone building, very much a fortress. Uh, with the mists blowing through the streets, and we see the two figures of Kadam and Imch skittering between the alleyways, and you find yourself across the way from Glitterbeard's estate, which is probably less than a block away from the counting house. Down by the harbor, you can hear the clang of the bells of the various ships out on the harbor, but you can only see the hazy glint of their lanterns out there in the water. And the counting house itself that you see before you is this squat, square building that looks like a little mini fortress. It is tiered, so it goes up about 20 feet and uh, comes to a very kind of almost flat roof with just slight angles on the shingles um, with big old heavy-duty drain pipes on the sides and then a almost like a two-tiered cake another rectangular structure on the top that designates the second floor. Um, There's no light coming from within the building. Um, I guess both of you make perception checks as you're you're scoping this place out from, we'll say, across the street somewhere. 18. Okay. Nat 20 for 26. Oh my god. Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So it's just before 1 a.m. here as you're getting ready to do this, whatever it is that you're going to do. But Imsh, you can see... Um, so you see the walls, the buildings. You can see those... The, the, on the first floor, there are these really thin windows. They are windows. Um, but you just managed to um, notice that one of them is very slightly ajar. So it looks like these windows, though though they are very narrow, they can um, hinge open on the inside to let air th- flow through. Um, or to let somebody poke out and fire through, perhaps. Um, you can also see that uh, from your vantage point, we'll say you're kind of at one of the corners, you're able to see that the, the one guard at the front um, right corner of the building and then the other guard at the back left um both there vigilantly looking about um looking a bit tired as it is the end of their shift um and then on the upper floor it looks like you're able to just make out that um something else you notice that all of the windows have these thick like black curtains like they're all drawn shut so like the entire house there's there's no windows actually exposed they're all just curtains drawn shut um but it you're able to make out that on the top floor the windows look like they have some sort of latch that could be you know picked or lifted or something and then opened up um if you so choose to go in that way um is there any opening i see on the second floor mm-hmm. that is like big enough for like say a spider to fit through uh I mean, yeah, like as a spider, you could probably squeeze between um, the the seam and where the windows close shut. Uh, yeah. 
I'll give you that. Okay. Cool. Um. And in terms of the the two guards that you see there, not that they're super important. Um, but yeah, it looks like the one out front um, appears to be um, perhaps Elvin, and then the one at the back uh, looks to be a, a human. But you can just barely. Well, Imps, you're able to to make it out with more detail with that natural twenty. But um, yeah, but they, you know, they are in um, a very utilitarian like black garb. Uh, wielding, they look like they kind of have uh, clubs at their sides uh, with like thick black leather armor on. All right. Per Imsh's request, I have um, put forth effort to make myself look not like myself. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah. So. Was there a mask-making montage? (laughs) No, I felt like that was a little extreme. Uh So what I have done is I have pulled all of my dreads up instead of doing my normal Mm -hmm. half ponytail. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, up in a ponytail up on top of my head. And I have daring in my dress. Uh, I am wearing short sleeves. And it is like a, a... a soft sage green uh, tunic with um, like pink embroidered flowers around the hem and cuffs wow. and neckline. Uh, and uh, I am wearing sandals. Whoa! <laughs> and of course, my uh, my my bracelets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, so you're not wearing your armor. You have you taken your armor off? Like like your bracelets, like as in like mechanically speaking, have you taken your armor off? Like like no. Okay okay. My bracelets so you, stay you still on. have your bracelets on. Okay okay okay. Cool. So you still have your your armor mechanically speaking. Have your armor on. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. All right. Um, what would you like to do? I just revealed the map to you. You probably have a little bit of time here before the guards make their their sh- their shift. But um, I've given you the map here. Uh. You know, you don't have to be where you are on the map, like the angle you approach from. You you can uh, move yourselves where you want to be on the perimeter of this map. Um, but yeah. Do we know what direction the counting house is from here? Uh, it is south. So it's south of you. Down this way? Yeah, down that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think first off, got a couple spells to cast. Just like even from the outside here, gonna gonna drop a find traps, okay. which uh see this within a hundred and twenty feet. Um, I sense the presence of any trap within range that is oh within line of sight. Never mind. Okay, I thought it was just a radius. Right. So are you gonna cast it or no? No. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think it's time to just um, instead cast Longstrider on, I guess my, hmm, I don't think it's worth casting a second level spell, so probably just myself. Sorry, Kidam. It's all uh, right. So that's going to be 10 extra feet of movement. Um, oh, also, Imsh here is like showing up in like 
like all dark clothes, like a ski mask sort of situation. Okay. Like full on, we are burglarizing okay. this thing. Okay. Um, they is will not like, know who. Is it like a knitted kind of beanie oh, thing yeah, with holes? That's great. It's knitted by like some like little gnome grandma. Who's, like, like, <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. like it's not quite black. It's probably like navy blue or something with like little little accents or or is it yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally like okay. she was just like okay like navy blue and like slightly darker navy blue and like a really intricate like uh-huh. repeating pattern like <laughs> there's a lot of art so if <laughs> pulls this knitted like ski mask on <laughs> with two little like palms <laughs> for the <laughs> yeah. uh okay so you are you're standing there. You uh, really quick point of order. Does Longstrider is it a concentration spell? It is not. Okay, so you cast that on yourself. You now have ten extra feet of movement. You're both standing there. You can see the guards are starting to anxiously kind of shift and look about, like they're getting ready. Like they, they can sense that their time's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are you doing, both of you? Are we climbing over the wall? Seems as good as anything. I got a rope. No. Uh, hmm. I, I, don't, I don't. Oh, you have a rope. Oh, I, I have a rope. That's good because yes. I don't. I I have a rope. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking we throw the rope up, get over. Um. I can change into little critter, get in through a window, um, open it up from the inside, drop you a rope down. And we're in. All right. Okay. So, uh, are you, uh, when are you going to go? You can see the guards kind of looking now, like, you know, waiting anxiously to, to, to have their shift change out. Do you want to go now? Are you going to wait? I think for them like, to... while, oof. Yeah, when's the best time to like switch out? Is it like while they're changing? There's more eyes up there, but they're distracted because they're interacting with each other, or just while they're looking for another guard, so they're not looking around. Probably now is a good time then. Okay. So you want to go now? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So okay. it's gonna, gonna be pass without a trace. Pass without a trace. Okay. So you cast that. All the shadows cling around you. Okay, Kidam, we're going to do a breathing exercise. Take a deep breath in. As you breathe out, the shadows... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the shadows just, like, come out of our mouths and, like, breathe us. And all the sound around you kind of dampens. Okay. Uh, I need you both to make stealth checks for me. Uh, Kadam at disadvantage, but you both get a plus 10. And are you just going to go straight for the wall and go up and over it? Oh no, please don't tell me you roll the natural one. God. Okay, what did you get? Uh, 24. Holy shit. <laughs> it's a solid 11 on mine. <laughs> okay, uh, so... Was it the disadvantage? Tell me it was the disadvantage. Oh, yeah. I rolled a 14 otherwise. Uh, <laughs> so, really quick. Um, where are you approaching from? Are you are you taking this corner, corner here that you're at? Yeah, somewhere like 
And, and you want to go on that side? Just off the main street, yeah. I imagine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like up and over this wall here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. So you quietly dart across the street, pushing yourself up against the wall. You can see the guard right now is looking away from you and you quickly go to start climbing over this wall. Um, no check needed for this. It's a 12 foot wall. Like you're both, what are your strength scores? Uh, Kadam, you don't have a negative, right? To your strength. I don't have a negative. What's your strength score? Zero, eleven. Yeah, I think it's fine. You're you're both able to jump up and pull yourself over. If you get over first, no problem. Quiet as can be. Kadam, as you start to awkwardly pull yourself over and go over the side, one of your bracelets slides down your arm and it just king, loud as can be, as it clinks against uh, the stonework, and you see that guard shift and start to turn. What do you do? I go like chest down onto the wall one leg on either side trying to make myself as flat as possible so you're kind of like you're trying to like hug the wall so you look like the wall okay um go uh just you make a stealth check to try to make yourself look like the wall do you have any spells or anything you could cast? Hey, hey, that ain't bad. Uh, so I rolled a seven. Okay. Would that be 17 or is that a seven? Uh, 17, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, as long as I'm within 30 feet of Imps. Oh, yeah, definitely. Imps, so Imps, you're on the other side of the wall. You've landed in the grass and you hear that clink. You look up and you suddenly see Kadam just flatten against the wall. Um, let me roll a perception check for this guy to see if he notices. So this is this is the important roll here. Fuck! I rolled an 18! No! <laughs> well, that was a fun heist. It's over. <laughs> Oh my god. Why box of th- screws thought I would be good at this? Right, right, right. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so this individual turns, narrows their eyes. This was the uh, yeah, that this was the human. Narrows their eyes, looking and starts just walking down straight towards you with a brisk pace. Um, they're looking. Like, they're looking at you, um, but they look a little confused because that spell is making you this, Mm -hmm. like, strange, dark shape on the wall. Um, You have one more reaction here as they approach. They can get here with movement and dash as they briskly start running towards you. I'm going to make the sound of a cat in heat and just, like, flop over to the other side of the wall. Okay. Oh, oh, Do you okay. make a sound with you, your with your voice or with something else? No. You're doing it with your voice. That's what I've got. Okay. Okay. Imps. As you do that, I'm gonna turn into a cat. <gasps> okay. And what are you gonna? And I think like. Oh, oh boy. Like, jump up on the wall, kind of like to switch places with. Okay, okay. So make a deception check, Kadam, with advantage, because you have Imch helping you. Um, and this, this individual is, is briskly running towards you. As they're getting closer, they're actually seeing the shape now and, like, 
really looking concerned and they're looking like they're about to call out. Um, what did you get? 19. 19, okay. I'll do a contested insight for this. So this is another important role. Okay. They come running up. Kadam, you make a sound. Is do you wanna do you wanna make the sound or do you want me to do it? <laughs> it like it kinda like the 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 volume dived down. But yeah, you make that loud sound and just flop over and then impsh. And if she's like, oh shit, okay, and then like turns into like just like a black like Sabelt cat like uh-huh. tuxedo, and like jumps up on the wall okay. and like starts licking. I think. Okay. Okay. Himself. The guard, uh, you can now see very clearly this human man um, with like short braided hair, and, like very sharp face, comes running up, looking up at this cat. Shoot. <sighs> Where the fuck is Shoot! Where the fuck is Adelaide? <laughs> he takes his club out and he comes walking up to the wall um, to slap you. What do you do? I know, yeah, he's gonna he'd have to jump. <laughs> uh, what do you do, Imsh? As this guy's like trying to jump up to smack you with his his club. Um I think I'll just like jump down towards him and like just run down the street. Okay. Uh go ahead and make an acrobatics check. With the cat stats. With cat stats? Mm-hmm. Uh, acrobatics is plus two for cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do. Plus two. Ten. You leap over his head right as he jumps up to smack the cat, and the club just barely misses you as you leap over and land on the ground and go running off, and you just hear him, stupid cat. Where the fuck is Adelaide? And he goes walking down the side of the wall back to his post. Um, okay, Imp, so you're off uh, and now. I will just, like, go around the corner and jump right back over. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, cats have a climbing speed of 30 feet. Yeah, you're, you're, it's fine. You're able to do that. I mean, I'm not going to have you roll stealth because you just see, as you go running around the corner, you actually hear um, uh, the sound of the wrought iron gate. <laughs> And you see an individual stepping out as... Um, oh, is this Adelaide? No, this... Um, you see uh, a, a woman in her, like, late 50s. Um, she steps out, like, doesn't even look phased by how late the hour is. Is very alert. Steps out almost militaristic and looks over, sees you, uh, you know, jotting down the, the road. And then you leap up over the wall. She just kind of attracts you. And then I the have plus fourteen stealth, and I'm trying to not. I mean, she things. she doesn't care. Okay. You're a cat. She just cool, sees cool. you and and then turns and and briskly walks towards the other individual to swap posts and. I um, uh, got it. Got it. Not Adelaide. Uh, so you as a cat go toddling up to Gadam, who's there. Oh, as a cat, I really want to like brush up against Kidam's legs, and I think I'd like to go to and then just, like, freeze. Oh, I just go down and pick you up. Okay. <laughs> okay. What are you both doing now? You're on the other side of the wall. I am... I am petting him to try not to panic. I can be a therapy animal. Um, so, just to put it into perspective, 
um, the way I'm kind of doing this, so it's not like you fail and then that's it. It's like I'm kind of doing the three, you know, you get three chances sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. all right. So petting, petting Imch the cat. Round back. Uh, one meow for yes, two for no. Meow. All right, I'll just start heading back. Okay. Do we see any places that like a cat could get up into, like an arrow yeah. slit uh, or something? So yeah, the arrow slits a cat could squeeze through if you were able to, you know. Again, these these windows they look like they hinge open to the inside, but they definitely have a little latch that you would have to figure out how to undo. So from the inside as a cat, I have a paw. Okay. Well, I mean, so again, you could get up to the arrow slit and then it's the window pane. The latch is on the inside. So you'd have to, you know. Okay. So there's like no openings that a cat could just like slip in without going squeeze through. Not, not really. No. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. It's 1am. Do we hear the back? So as you go to this this corner, you then hear that gate and footsteps. You hear some muffled talking on the other side of the wall. As soon as I hear like a door creak, I just want to like zoom, use this long strider speed, use my like 40 foot cat speed. Nice. So you want to go in through the back door as it opens. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Go ahead and make. This, I do need you to make a stealth check. You still get the plus 10. Um, guidance. And you get guided, so you add a d4. Okay, and cats get plus 4, so I have plus 14. Okay. Plus 4. Let's go! Uh, 22 with a 5 on the d20. <laughs> wow. No problem. So as this individual and this one maybe is Adelaide, you presume? Um, but you... You just dart around the corner as the door yeah, pops open. And easy enough, you are able to slip in right behind this person as they are pushing out. And you can see um, this looks to be a young human woman. Um, very broad shoulders, kind of squared off jaws. She pushes through the door, uh, rubbing her eyes, and you just right through. Um, I'll put you inside, because the door does close behind you. And you come to a halt on stone floor, and looking around with um, your dark vision as a cat, um, Mm -hmm. you can see you're in some kind of kitchen. There's, uh, you know, tables and pots and pans and a stove and washing area, like all kinds of stuff. And there's a door to your right and a door directly in front of you. um, two, Two doors, actually. There's big double doors in front of you and another door. Okay, um, and they're all doors that I can't, cat probably can't get through. Probably not. I, I know ca- there are some cats that can open doors. Uh, can I try to do yeah, that? Uh, let's do a, this is like a dexterity check. So with cat stats, um, cat stats, which, cat which, stats. which door are you trying to open? Um, whichever looks like it has an easier handle. Okay. Uh, uh, probably... It looks like there's doors. There's going to be windows for pro- either one. Probably the double doors has the easier handle to open. And that, that's the one down here? Yeah, right there, yeah. So just okay. make a dex check. Oh, 
the, the hallway, though. Kadam, you hear the footsteps coming around the, or, you know, on the other side of the wall, go around the corner, and you hear the two of them kind of arguing, muffled voices. Go ahead, uh, Impsh. Just Dex? Just Dex. Else. I mean, unless you have, as a cat, have, like, acrobatics or something, but... No, that's a nine. Unfortunately, is in your little cat form, you leap up, and you're trying to get the door open, and it's it's just not enough. Um, so you probably have two more two or three more actions. I'll, I'll give you three more actions before that other guard's probably going to be coming through this door. What do you want to do? Oh, if someone else is going to be coming through this door, that's easy. I just hide and slip through whichever direction they're going. Okay. Okay. So you you go and dart off into a corner yeah, um, waiting. Yeah, like under a table somewhere. Okay. It's probably dark. I can't imagine oh, yeah. that these places are well lit. Yeah. Um, so, Kadam, are you going to just wait? You hear the two kind of arguing on the other side of the wall. A little bit of, you know, um, disgruntled conversation. And then you hear the footsteps starting to leave as another individual is going back. Um, I will stay pressed against the wall using my action to sweat. <laughs> uh, and when I hear the other person go through the door, I will just peek my head around. Okay. Just to see the situation. Okay. So the other individual goes up to the door and you hear it open. Um, go ahead and make a perception check as you quickly poke around the corner. Twelve. Twelve? You just see that um, that human man briefly as he pushes through the door. Nothing what? else really. Um, there's those little windows to the, you know, to the right there, but mm-hmm. yeah. But this this man pushes into the room. Um, Imsh, go ahead and make another stealth check as you're trying to follow this individual now. I'm so good at these, and this is without uh, that guidance. Without guidance, you still have passed without a trace. Uh, 27. Fuck. Okay. Uh, you watch as... Which way would they go? I'm trying to think. Yeah, they would probably go this way. You watch as they go through this door. So they... Um, I'll just I'll just move you with them. Right, because you're following, and you just let yeah. me know when you want to stop. Okay. Um, so they push through the door, and you uh, quickly dart through before it closes, uh, and you just are in a little hallway, which then opens up. And as they continue walking through, you find yourself in this huge dining room with this massive table, multiple chairs. You see like paintings up on the wall, and uh, off on the other side, there's all of those windows that are just these tall, narrow slits, just. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all covered in curtains. Um, this individual okay. has taken out like a little lantern to like you know guide them their way through the the, the building. Okay, I want to go underneath this table and then see what is in the next room. Okay, and then decide to go through or not at like a second's notice. Okay, the guard opens the door and as it opens you see um what looks to be like a parlor inside um there's like a big couch and a like coffee table a fireplace like a bookcase at the back statue um and let's hang out in here let's hang out in here and they close the door behind them and they are gone okay let's get one of these latches open as a cat okay probably easier that that's not a problem you leap up take your little claw out and just like flick the latch up. It's a simple latch. But and these are slits. They are. They're they're little. 
oh, narrow fuck. slits. But you can you can paw the window and yeah. pull it open. Mm. So you have a window open. But that's not that's not a Kidam entrance. I did not think that through. Oh boy. Okay. Great. Um. Hmm. Well, then, glad to be here. Let me just check what my capabilities are once again. Um. How long has it been since the human man went inside? About three minutes. It's way too long. Okay. What do you want to do? I'm going to start edging around the uh, the side of the building. Um, I'm going to belly crawl underneath each of the window splits so that People, okay. Someone would have to look, be looking like directly down. Okay. In, okay. In order to see. Go ahead. Make a self check with advantage for taking the extra care to get down and like crawl slowly. So this is just a straight roll. Yeah. It's a three. Why did I bring you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> okay. You start to crawl. Um, and those jangly bracelets start to jingle and jangle, and you <laughs> you hear the person on the other side go, what? and you hear footsteps start to walk uh, towards the gate. What do you want to do? Can I go back? Sure. Just like... <laughs> just... Uh, push back in. Okay. Um... The guard... Opens the gate. Steps into the... The walled enclosure. And you hear footsteps coming through the grass towards you. Um... I'm going to panic and take the potion of diminution <laughs> and try and hide literally in the grass. Okay. Okay. Right up against so, the wall. And you, uh, I don't know how big it makes you. It makes you a tiny creature, I think. So you're probably that like, right. yeah, we'll just say you're like, I don't know, six inches tall, maybe smaller. Is you just, and the perspective just shoots up um, like crazy. Um, this is another stealth check with advantage. Um, I'm gonna be coming out of the slit and around. I don't know temporarily when that happens. Uh, I think this is happening pretty quick. This is on Kadam. Great. Okay, hold up. So, you are tiny. I want to look up the diminution specifically really quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it's reduced. It's it's right. Enlarge or reduce. Let's see what reduce says. It says um, target size is halved in all dimensions and its weight is reduced to 
to one eighth of normal. So what is your height normally? Five seven. Oh, that's like way less fun that's than much I thought. Bigger. That's way bigger than I was expecting. I'm like halfling size. Yeah. You could that's pass so it real quick. Lame. Huh? You could have through it. I could. You tiny. I really thought it was like like tiny. I also thought it was tiny. Okay. I'm fine with house oh, ruling well. this to be tiny. So we're we'll gonna say do you're a tiny heist. We'll say you're a t- <laughs> we're gonna say you're a size tiny creature. Um so yeah, I think what I said originally, you're probably like we'll call it a foot tall. Um so yeah, make a stealth check uh with advantage, so straight roll. Okay, okay, okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. The guard, <laughs> the guard comes around the corner, looking through. Make a perception check. This, this is, this is it. If it, if it, if this guard succeeds on this, they're going to see you, and we will have to deal with the consequences of such. Yeah. I rolled a three. They continue walking through the grass and they walk past you, this giant moving past. And um, basically they they walk up to around the corner and start looking around um, and yeah, just doing a perimeter. Okay, so uh, you where you headed, Kadam? I mean, do you wanna go over to the door, like to here? Yeah. Okay. Now, can I have come out the window? Yes. So, so Imps, you you come out the window at this point onto the grass. Where are you headed? Uh, back around to check in on Kidam. We got okay. like my thought is like somehow to try to get Kidam in this arrow slit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what is what's your passive perception? Uh, as a cat, thirteen. Well, you get to keep. Oh wait, that's weird. A oh, thirteen. Okay. Well. Um, you get to keep your mental stats. You get to keep your and mental stats. Exceptions. 16. Okay. You rolled an 18, Kadam? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you don't see Kadam, but you come running around the corner. Kadam, you see this cat. Wait, wait! Yeah, it gives you here. You hear the little tiny voice of Kadam. Wait! <laughs> you look like, hey, I'm gonna pounce on you. You're gonna <laughs> Oh, and you start licking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now what? As you're pinned guess... Kadav onto the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like look up at the doorknob. Okay. It's um, it's closed. I... <clears throat> I'm small enough to fit in an arrow slit. Yes. Okay, I I get down like you should get on me. Like a mount? I'm a mount. We're going! We're okay. doing this! Oh, this is incredible. Yeah, and I'm just going to zoom back around as soon as Kidam gets on. Okay. So, you Tiny Kidam... I don't know what I was expecting, but this was not it. So Tiny Kidam jumps on, and you go darting back around up to the window that you had unlatched. Um, mm-hmm. Just as the guard is, is stepping around the corner... Um, and you leap up into the window, um, do an acrobatics check, just to, with Kadam on your back, you're leaping up to, to crawl through. 
Guidance. Guide. Okay, you have guidance, so we'll add a D4 to this. Uh, incredible. Uh, acrobatics is plus two from cat decks. Guidance. Uh, that's a ten. Yeah, that's enough. You leap up and slip through the window. It's a little tight, but you manage to kind of squirm your way through and push through those heavy curtains and onto the floor inside the house. And you hear that guard just walking past through the grass. You hear them muttering under their breath. Um, but you get you get in. Okay, it's business time now, baby. What? Layer past? Oh god, can I do this? <laughs> I'd like to close and latch the door. Okay, the window? The window? Sure. You latch it. And then I guess let's go over to the like I can't tell what's doors here again. Oh yeah, sorry. I tried to make this map better with doors, but there are um it didn't work. This is a door here and this is a door. This is the door you came through um with the guard, so you know that leads to the kitchen. And then there's double doors here which you know lead to the parlor. So And back at the Oh, and so to get to the staircase we need to go through the parlor and then foyer probably or we could do a run through the gallery and steal some things and put big paintings into your tiny bag of holding (laughs) i am riding you and uh you can't speak so i am going where you go we can we can do that on the way back okay let's go let's go down towards the parlor. Okay, okay. How are you opening the door? <laughs> With Kidam's opposable thumbs. Okay. Um, and so Kidam holds onto it, then I yeah. latch onto Kidam yeah. and just use my weight. Okay, Kidam, you're holding the door and and the door starts to as it swings and open. I, I just hold on. Yeah, as it swings open, Kidam suddenly and you grow back because it only lasts a minute. You grow back oh, to your normal size oh, and boom, land on the wood. On the floor. Yeah, uh, but you're in. Uh, the the bump was a little loud. Hopefully mm. it didn't wake anybody, but we'll see. Hopefully. What's in the parlor? Uh, yeah, sorry. Let me um, let me just we look up and see the guard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there's no guard. There's nobody in here. What you see in the parlor is um, there's this large couch with these two um, comfortable overstuffed armchairs uh, in front of a fireplace. There's some sort of big statue in the corner. There's a small bookcase and to one side. Um, there's this beautiful vase there, Kadam, like just to your right. Uh, and then there's a couple paintings up on the walls. I start heading for the door. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, the doors are unlocked in here. So you, you open the door and you find yourself inside the foyer, which um, you see there's these two big suits of armor. Um, there's the small tables with faces on them. Um, and again, there's a couple of like smaller paintings on the walls in here. I am suspicious of the armor based off of what Cortea said. Mm -hmm. Do they look magical? Uh, Make a perception check. Arcana? Make a perception check. Suits of armor are the most ominous thing. 
Eight. Eight. They look like suits of armor. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. Um. I, I just point up. Okay. Okay. So you're heading upstairs? Okay. Yep. For this, as you're going into a new area, I need you both to make stealth checks again as you're going up the stairs as quietly as possible. And you can't see, by the way, the stairs, it's not as clear on the map. They do go up, but there's they also continue like underneath that, that side. They do go down as well, so you can go mm. up or down. I almost want to go down first. What was that smile, Kadam? I rolled a net 20 and an 18, so 28. Ooh, okay, let's see what oh. uh, what you get, Imsh. Uh, 1d20 plus 14. Yeah, 24. Oh my god, yeah. So with the most silent of footsteps, this time, Kadam, yeah, holding onto your bracelets, you managed to make your way up the stairs without a single sound. Um, let's move to the other map. Uh, I know you won't, you're not going to see anything yet, I don't think. Unless you see it all, which would be unfortunate. I don't see anything. Nope. Okay, good. Um, I should have actually moved your tokens here first before doing this, but it's fine. So, you pop up onto this small landing. There's a door uh, to your left and right as you you come out onto this wooden landing. You can see below um, the the foyer below um, the balcony here. But yeah, you have two doors, left or right. I'll go to the one on the right and just press my ear against it. Make a perception check. Nat 20, 24. Wow, okay. Press your ear against it, listening very carefully. You just barely can hear, and it's clearly not on the other side of this door. It's like deeper in the house somewhere barely make out this this kind of low grumbling like breathing like like someone's sleeping but it's it's probably not humanoid it 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 sounds probably like some kind of animal like a dog just low mm. grumbling sleep but again not on the other side of the door just somewhere on that side of the house. And other one? Uh, the other one? Okay, so you go up to the other one, uh, do another perception check for that door. Maybe I could do that one while you're doing the first sure. one. Yeah, Imsh, go for it. Yeah, make a perception check on that door. That's kitty cat. But you get to use your perception score. So. Like, uh, 16. 16? Um, listening carefully, you don't hear anything. Sounds like there's nothing moving on the other side of that door. Good enough for me. Okay. I mean, I guess I, I don't really have any way to communicate that, but Imps does not look worried. Okay. I imagine the cat just looking back, you know, that kind of like, they look all confident and yeah. <laughs> I, I crouch down. There's the dog somewhere on the other side of that door, but not immediately there. <laughs> the hairs stand up. <laughs> the tail right. pushes up. You want to go through here first? Okay. All right. All right. So you you carefully open that door and stepping in, you just find yourself in a hallway. Oh. What? Matt, right. 
Oh, sorry, that, that lift. Oh, I'm sorry. I was doing I was doing it from the perspective of the from, characters. Mm, yeah, I should have done it from top down of the map. Um, oh, so. no, I thought, wait. So, wait, just go, okay, when I said, when I said, when I said right, I meant left, I guess, because I was, I was thinking in three-dimensional space, like, if you were down in the room, it would be to mm-hmm. your right. Um, Joke's on you, I was thinking of it incorrectly, but I also forgot which way was left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you step anyway. through the door from the character's perspective on your right, and you find yourself in a hallway. There is a door uh, down at the end here. Um, there's one up here, it appears to be double doors, and then there's one all the way at the end of the hall. Is there any difference between the doors? Like an uh, ornate sort of library so, study sort of situation? Yeah, um... The two doors to the left look very, like, like all the other doors are very plain. The one directly ahead has a bit more um, design elements on it. So it's a bit more ornate mm-hmm. that's at the end of the hall. I think at this point I'm going to cast Locate Object, because this has never steered me wrong before. Yeah, cool. For the third book. The third book. Um, the one... The one that you're trying to, yeah, the one you got it. Okay, and that that I remember that could like go through walls and stuff. Okay, yep. And you know the direction of it. Yeah, I know the direction of it and whether it is moving or not. Okay, uh, I doubt it is. You focus in, and you start to feel that pull for where this book is, and you know that it is over this way, which was the direction of. That that was the direction of the side of the house where the dog was that you were listening. Um, Imsh, it's over there. And you you see, uh, Kadam's eyes have gone like reflective silver. I don't know how to emote surprise as a cat. I guess like eyes, eyes eyes, yeah, or the pupils, yeah. Okay. Uh. We might actually want to try the other one. Yours go back, but <laughs> slinks forward. You like dogs. <laughs> I follow him out. <laughs> okay. okay, so you go into the other door. Opening the other door, you find yourself in another hallway. Narrow hallway. Very dark. There's no windows in this hallway. It's just completely dark. Um, very like utilitarian um and again there's a door here uh a double door here and a door here uh this one is very it's the same style as the one that was at the end of the hall for the other one um these two are definitely more ornate than the other ones you saw um but yeah and the book is yes the book you're detecting it there all right, then there we go. Okay, so which which door? The double doors? Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, I need you to make a stealth check, both of you, as you are carefully opening these doors, and you will quickly find out why. <laughs> uh, tw- 23. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Tom, place a hand on the door, slowly pressing it open doesn't make a sound you can feel like some resistance on it like it would squeak but that magic that imsh has cast is is 
suppressing the sound and and it's almost this very muffled like but the door opens without issue and it reveals on the other side a library but you also see that there is uh there's a suit of armor in one corner um there is a big dog which I need both of you to make perception checks. It's this big dog. It is completely dark in here, so it's hard to make out the details right now. Um, and you see all these bookcases. You can also get on and make out that there's some other room, that it, like like an archway that leads to like another room um, to the south. Um, but yeah, what did you get for your perception checks? 15. Okay. 19. 15, 19. Looking at this dog, it is like pitch black almost like shadow and you can actually see these strange little like wisps of shadowy almost like smoke coming off of it um and it's just resting there sleeping and you can see where its mouth is um he's like kind of like a mastiff these like big sagging like cheeks and this big fat head but the cheeks aren't sagging. Those are like large teeth just coming out, rows of large sharp teeth coming out around the snout of this creature that is lying there. But it is asleep for now. You know. And Kadam, you can sense the book is in the bookcase right next to it. Great. All right. Um, is silence... Does silence require verbal components? Let's find out. I have never cast this before. It does, of course. Yeah. Hmm. I am going to back up. Okay. Uh, yeah, where, wherever you want to go. Well, mm, I need to be able... Well, hold on. It's a pretty decent 20-foot radius sphere. Um, does it pass through? Yeah, so I would like to cast silence. Okay. Such that it encompasses at least I can't draw things. I I I, I just dropped this so, little orb here. Do you see it's yeah. radius? Or no, you can't yeah, see. Yeah, I would like it to at least cover this. Okay. Um, but as far away from that area as I can while still getting it. And so there a there's its radius sphere. Do you cool. see the radius? Thank you. Okay. So um, I guess place yourself where you're going to be when you cast the spell. Are you going to be I mean, standing there? No, as far away as I can get, probably like... Okay. I mean, if you cast it there, it still gets the room. Cool, then let's do that. You could even cast it right there on Imps and you'll get more coverage. Sure. Okay. Okay, so you back down to the back of the hall 
and try to as quietly as possible say the verbal components for this, pointing your finger out, and suddenly, imsh, everything just... You don't hear anything. You don't hear the, the muffled sounds of the bells of the ships out in the harbor. You don't hear the breathing of the dog. And you now just see this odd image of this silent dog breathing there in the shadow with this window behind it that is covered in those thick black heavy drapes. All right. Okay. So you're going to go and grab the book. I'm going to give it to. Oh, you're a cat. <laughs> Smush the cat with the heavy book. <laughs> and we're, we're just about at time here. So I just want to see what sure you're going to do here. And then we'll, we'll end the stream. Yeah, I guess I will go and and try and exchange the books. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I remove the little outline you put yeah, there? Go for it. Okay. So you you carefully walk into the room next to this dog, and as you get closer to it, you can see it's it's huge and rippling with muscle, with these big teeth coming out of it. Um, it's not a normal dog, um, and there's these black tendrils of of wispy black smoke coming off Do of I it. Do I have an idea of what that might be? Uh, make a religion or arcana check. Definitely going with religion. Uh, 16. You remember stories that your Ada told you. Um, fairy tales about mm -hmm. a place known as the Shadowfell. Mm. Um, and hearing stories about these creatures, these uh, large black dogs that were almost made of shadow itself. And they were, um, in the stories, they were always, you know, villainous uh, creatures that would hunt in packs and hunt down bat children who were bad and drag them back into the shadow fell screaming. Um, Great. But the story that you remember sounds, it's sounding really familiar to the creature that's sitting there before you. Um, your Ada referred to them as shadow mastiffs. Okay. Um, walking up next to this beast beside you, this shadow mastiff, you can see this bookshelf just, you know, with multiple books in it. Um, and right there next to the suit of armor, there is a glinting gold book. Swap it out. Yeah. Place a hand on it. Pulls out in silence. And you're holding it. Place the new one in. It looks exactly the same as you found it. Okay. And with that, I think we're going to end tonight's session as you turn to look at Imch the cat. You can see, though, as you turn off to the south, there is some sort of study. There's a desk, a chair, and a globe. And... You turn to Imch, getting ready to leave. And I think we're going to end there to see what Kadam and Imch do while they're still inside the house. Okay. Everything Ooh. now is just a bonus. That was, oh. that was fun. That was cool.
that was fun to get the setup and then actually do the mission. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. rare that we get to do both in a session. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh it was that was cool to be able to do that all in one one session. Uh okay, well, thank you everyone for joining us. Those of you that stayed late. Um, I know it's late, but thank you. Uh but happy anniversary. Yeah, happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. Um, we're gonna hopefully keep doing this for another year. Um, I think we're both, all three of us are having a lot of fun with it, and I hope you all are too. Good night! Good night! Good night! Uh, there. (laughs)